And we're live. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Nigerian Social Podcast. I'm your host David. Well, um, it has happened. Uh, we finally lost. We lost again. Our WLWLWLWL record continues. Win loss, win loss, win loss continues. So we won the game against Brighton, and we ended up losing the game against United. Are we gonna win the game against Brighton on Wednesday? Who knows? Because <laughs> looks like it's gonna happen. Like it's like it was like gonna happen. And so we'll go over the um, other Premier League match um, games that happened over the weekend. We'll review them together in this episode. And our big story today: we have an update on the Abramovich um, Chelsea situation. Chelsea, are Chelsea going to have a, a Saudi takeover? We'll see about that. Without further ado, further ado let's dive into today's episode. And yeah, so let's do the review together. So um, I'm in, in no particular order. Um, I, I think I'll just the way I wrote them on my notes, right? In no particular order. So I probably have to just go. So I, I won't start with the um, early kickoff on Saturday or the late game yesterday that happened um, on Sunday yesterday. And just let's just let's just go over it. Then, yeah. So the first game on my list here I have Chelsea versus Newcastle. Now, why that game is quite interesting is um, a lot of controversy around. Um, lots of dots being connected. For example, I mean, even during the week, yeah, we we know Chelsea, Abramovich, Chelsea's Abramovich, Chelsea's owner Abramovich is on that is um has a little bit of situation. It's not really to do, but he has a situation right now, and a lot of people have been drawing links to new um, the Newcastle owners saying, oh, listen, you know, the Newcastle owners, we're trying to drag them to this conversation, sorry, and then the Newcastle owners, how they have not, they're not really, you know, um morally upright and people talk about the Saudi Arabia and Yemen situation so how comes it be hypocritical so this was what was clouding this game also you know those things are coming and even the even the question Eddie how he was asked after the game you know he was even asked about because over the weekend there were 81 executions in Saudi Arabia and Eddie how he was asked about it and I even liked the manner in which Eddie how he answered it he was like you know let me talk about the game basically and that's true because you know I, I, I hate how people want to put players into football and I like how you just brushed aside. And, and this is why it was even quite funny seeing Lampard, you know, talk up, go, going as far as saying doesn't know Abramovich during the week. It was quite funny. I mean, during the week, the week, uh, Lampard was asked about. Uh, Lampard was like, "No, I don't know Abramovich." You know, I'm like, "Are you serious? You don't?" He said, "You only met him how many times or something?" I'm like, "This guy cares more about looking good to the media." I mean, he could easily have said, "I don't know him." No, no, he could easily have said, "Sorry." Because he have said, um, I don't want to answer this question. It's simple. And nobody's going to force you. You say, I want to talk about the game. Like, Eddie Howe just, and Eddie Howe answered it. And for me, that's how you should have answered it. Anyways, um, Chelsea um, winning 1-0. And then Newcastle have been impressive. And listen, right? It's recently I found out, like early this morning, or later this morning, I found out that Eddie Howe actually spent time um, with Simeone. After when he was out of work, that was impressive because you know at at Bournemouth we always one of one of the issues I had with him when he joined when he was about to join because I was thinking you know they want to go down because I knew about him at Bournemouth and how he spunked money and wasted money and how he was defensively awful. They had the player in way, but defensively they were were a disaster. And you know to see the how he come back and you know and they be on the winning run since that was their first loss yesterday. So in, in how many games? So it was a really good run. For them, yes, the quality issue was a difference if you think about it because they were the better side in Chelsea. I'm talking about they were really the highlights, they were the ones having a lot of it, a lot of shots, and there was a moment of brilliance from Harvest that just you know finished it off for, for Chelsea. But it's impressive, but I was like, ah, they have, but now they have, they're going to stay up because you know, 
I remember views I always said I was saying like things on the first episode I was saying you know I would have preferred them to go with a traditional marriage I would just keep them up because I didn't really co- I was not really convinced about the habit and you won't blame me for that if you look at him as bomb at bombot but you know they've been really they've made a good, a good account of themselves and I'm really impressed by what I have I have um, um, seen from them and I'm really really impressed by what I've seen from them uh, kudos to to Newcastle I, I think their next game they'll be okay they'll be okay I think it's just probably one of a bump in the road and a game to just hold their hands up and say okay. It's just a difference of quality because if you look at it, the side, the teams they brought, what they brought in on Monday, on sorry, in January, I'm sorry, what they were able to, just able to bring in in January, were just there to see how the season for them and they are seeing how the season for them perfectly well and the way they are playing, you know, it's cool, you know, and I think they'll be fine. And um, Arsenal, oh my God, Arsenal won two nil. Listen, listen, this result pissed me off so much. Right? I was like, I was hoping Leicester would do some, would rain on their parade. And Leicester, you can't, they can't even trust you guys to do nothing. They can't trust you to do anything. If it's, if it's to go and rain on uh, somebody's parade now, you just Leicester, they will fit one. They were able to do it. Now you went to, went to Arsenal. You had one job. Just let Arsenal just walk over you and lose two nil. Just went there and lost two nil. Goes from Pate and, um, and Lacazette, right? And, and now Arsenal they won again. Ah, oh, yikes! It looks like and if anointing on the same weekend Tottenham lost. And this is the thing, right? Saint Tottenham Day looks like it's likely. It's like it's, it's likely going to happen this season. It's very likely. I hope it doesn't. I hope something magically happens where Arsenal just goes on one self implosion, right? And something happens. But even if you know, it's it's most likely that Arsenal will finish above sports the way it's going, and you will not really be surprised for being for giving a buck, you know. Why you won't be surprised is this, right? Um, between the two sides, right? I mean, I think Arsenal spent more money than Spurs, so they clearly went and improved. Yes, you could argue that you know Spurs um, spent money. Yes, Spurs spent money in the summer, but they did spend in the right places because remember, I felt the first I was talking about how Spurs did not address their problems, and Arsenal sort of addressed their problems. If I came with a buck, you know, they got their, they fixed their right back problem. Aside, the only problem they have is the striker problem, right? But in other parts, they were able to fix most of most of their problems. So, if you look at it, you know, Arsenal were, you know, they, this is this is painful for me to admit. So just so you know, it's not like I'm, I'm enjoying saying this, right? So if you look at it, right? Arsenal really, you know, fixed a lot of their, um, they plugged the right holes apart from the striker position, which Aubameyang was feeling, and then Ateta really came in and said, okay, bye bye, ship him out, you know, shake our hands and say bye bye. It's time to go. We can't let you disrupt the side. But other than that, you know, Arsenal, they really, really fixed their business properly. They did their business properly in the summer. So, Arsenal being, you know, playing better, you know, looking like the better outfit so far, probably looking better, looking more likely to go on a run. Because, like I said, if you want to finish top four, you need to be on a run. And Arsenal actually on that run. They're on a run at the moment. And, yikes, you never, never felt, this is hard to, to, to stop, to say. <laughs> you know, anyway, that's what I was saying, right? So they're on the run, and you know, as they, they keep going and going and going, it's very likely, you know, that they will. Because it's, I hope they don't. I will keep saying this because. <laughs> so yeah, as I want to nil and um, no correlations with them. But get get out of my get out of my get out of here, Arsenal. I don't like you. <laughs> Leicester, I don't like you too. <laughs> Piss off. So um, Everton versus Wolves. Um, Everton. They're in big trouble. I mean, after losing five nil, and then they lost, they lost to Wolves at home um, yesterday, one nil. And it's it's not about how they, it's the manner in which they lose, right? You know. And listen, I know the Wolves game yesterday. It was quite 
different from the way the sports game went. Although they had they were nine men down at some point and Dele Ali was coming out like <laughs> so they got clear sent off, right? But listen, the, the thing with Everton is this, right? No, yeah, no, it was although that that nine man uh, thing was more of a joke though. Because um <laughs> Dele Ali coming out is like nine is nine men because there were ten men down. John Joe Kenny got sent off. And now Everton losing one in at home to, to Wolves. It's a really scary result because Losing losing to Wolves means they are on 22 points, same points tally as um, Watford, and Watford won away at Southampton um, over the weekend. So Everton, they're in big trouble, and Watford have three games in hand from the record already. Right, they have three games in hand. So, which if Watford ends up, you know, maybe winning one or and the way Everton are even going, Watford may not even need to even win those game in games in hand to even. Part, uh, go past everything because as it stands, everything are losing. They are losing as free will. They, they, they can't. They can't even hit a band door. They can't even get a buy a win. They can't get a win at anything. I'm sure if you put them in the game, you probably put them in the game with uh, other primary school children or something. Or something. They might lose. Like that's how bad they are. You know, and it's it's a disaster. And I'm sure most of it, and it's sad that most of team fans have mentally accepted it that you know we are screwed. And um, they've made it prepare themselves for relegation. I I hope they don't because let's be real, Everton are really, you know, one of those teams. You know, obviously one of the founding members of Premier League. I think they were as founding members of Premier League. They have not been relegated because they were the founding members of Premier League are Manchester United, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, um, um, Everton, Aston Villa. Am I forgetting somebody? I think I'm forgetting somebody, but there were seven in total, right? So when Villa went down back in in uh, 2000, okay, yeah, Man United, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton, yeah, and Villa, yeah, seven. There were seven. These are seven founding members of Premier League, and the seven of them, prior to 2015, when Everton went down, sorry, Aston Villa went down, they hadn't been relegated, right? So Aston Villa went down, it became just six, and now if Everton goes down, it's gonna be just five. That have never been relegated, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's and, and and you know, and the way sports are running their club, who knows? I mean, <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's crazy. The way sports are being run, you know, it's annoying. They, they are being run probably even if not for the fact that Everton are worse off in terms of Everton would have you know surpassed sports, you know, the way Everton spend money and they just did not run their club properly. Sports, the way sports, this was running their club of not fixing. I'm not okay, I'm gonna rant about sports a lot, but let's let's finish Everton stuff, right. Everton were in big trouble the minute they, they sacked um um oh god what's his name Benitez the minute they sacked Benitez right it's sacking Benitez was one problem now replacing him with Lampard a complete rookie listen listen I know he's not a rookie no he's sort of a rookie because let's be real at Chelsea you know it was like on Chelsea and Chelsea and Derby County chain okay let me not call him a rookie he wasn't a rookie though let's say uh, a junior or an amateur, either of those two. Eh, you know, I don't know about. See, Lampard just wasn't good enough. Let's be real, right? At Derby County, they, they hyped up his achievement at Derby County, but meanwhile, he just got to a playoff final. Okay, that's where he got to. A playoff final that he didn't win, ended up losing to Aston Villa, right? Then he goes to Chelsea. Completely, it was a disaster. Listen, it, the fact that every football fan who didn't like Chelsea was happy that Lampard was there. Was enough to tell you that listen, he's not going to. Remember, I used to, in my first episode around last year, I used to talk about. It, I was saying that listen, 
if your fans of your club are happy that your manager are happy about your if fans of your, your rival clubs are happy about your manager's situation then it means it's not he's not doing well but when they are they are upset and you know they are a bit scared you know then it means that he's doing well and that's what's what happened at you know at chelsea you know we see all this play out multiple times and you know the sad truth is that they don't probably don't tell themselves the truth you know um, they didn't say sorry they didn't want to tell the truth at the time but now i think most people just knew and beginning Lampard, and then the recruitment was completely disastrous daily ali is not somebody that will daily ali could not even fight for a team that wants to finish the champions he could not fight for a team that, that has been he could not fight for a team when a team that was probably clearly better than everything right he was clearly a passenger and you're taking a player to a team that wants to clearly wants to battle relegation oh my god well bye-bye to the championship <laughs> listen everybody knows i don't like lampard everybody knows i don't like i respect lampard i remember i don't like lampard obviously it's chelsea links and also and daily ali fan boys on twitter they've been really quiet recently and it's really when they were having a wank fest over that is cross that is pass for rondon which rondon ended up hitting choosing against keeper right against leeds you know since they were having a wank fest since listen um i still, i don't whatever listen lampard was never going to be a good fit for the job a lot of people wanted to tell you themselves and tell themselves that, but it's never going to be a good job. If everything were a bit stable, even if they were a bit stable, I wouldn't want. Because listen, they were not stable. They were on the nose, the nose dive. They were going down already. So bringing somebody in, a manager who they didn't like, right, which was um, Benitez, right, they never liked him. Liverpool links, you know, past comments about everything, right. And then you bring in Lampard, who clearly doesn't know what he's doing, and then you tell him to come manage the club and come battle relegation, really. I mean, even with all the war chest and the money being thrown at him at Chelsea, I mean, this guy had 200, almost 250 million pounds worth of talent, and he couldn't, he couldn't win anything. He couldn't win a spoon. And then Tuchel comes in and wins the Champions League with that same score. That's to let you know that he does. He do. But you know, Chelsea. I don't know why, but I'm still surprised that Everton gave him a job. I'm, I really am. To be honest, I really am. It's probably one of all those um, English bias, right? That we tend to see, and probably explains he's a media darling, right? So most of the time, they tend even the reporting of this Everton job, it's it's been it's a lot lenient on him, and probably probably letting him off the hook a lot. You observe the way they talk about him. Imagine for someone like Mourinho, I mean Mourinho at sports. Even when Mourinho was winning, I mean it was torture, it was torturous, man. And then you look at that now, so. You know, it's just, that's why I, I don't really like media reporting a lot. I don't really take it very seriously because most of them are just opinion pieces. Especially when they want to talk about club situations. The only time you probably take it seriously, maybe if you're reporting news, but when it's like opinion pieces about maybe a club manager or something, it's more of an opinion piece because most of them have biases that you tend to lead, lead to it. Um, everything are screwed. I don't know how long they can take this. It depends, but everything are screwed. And Wolves winning again, winning that game. And then um, United versus. Spurs now this is where I'm gonna run properly. So, so Spurs winning remember uh, United winning three two Ronaldo scoring a hat trick and Spurs um scoring two goals so three two and um, it was interesting because Tom Brady was in the stands came to watch and um funny thing Tom Brady Tom Brady announced that he has retired so um when he retired I think the last ball he played somebody bought it for five hundred grand and then after the game yesterday probably after that yesterday and then Tom Brady comes out on on, um, on Instagram or Twitter and says you know I'm, I'm coming back for one more season we haven't finished business with the Tampa Bay's listen um I'm just saying this because of his links I don't really care about American football or egg ball I, I, I like to call it egg ball it's not American it's not football I just want to just give you a little backstory because of the, you know Tom Brady and other and then his status and okay I'm not gonna turn I'm, okay let me not turn into an into an into an, into an egg ball hate session so let me just leave it like that 
anyways um tom brady is friends with hurricane and ronaldo so that explains you know the and then he even tweeted and said oh you know i'm rooting for hurricane you know currently i'm rooting for united tonight you know da, da, da. no you know, whatever on twitter so ronaldo scored and the goal ronaldo could never have seen an easier hat trick in his life i mean he scored his first hat is this is second hat trick for united according to i think after he scored the hat trick the third goal the header this was his second hat trick so listen Ronaldo struggles to get hat trick for that long and it is so funny that he couldn't are you oh god man it's it's annoying it's really annoying it's really annoying that Spurs would just gift this or gift rapper I know people want to say Ronaldo yeah Ronaldo is good I'm not disputing that right but I, I they gifted him that hat trick the defending was calamitous the first goal very good goal listen very good goal it's one thing, yeah, you're giving that space. You are not closed down by slab head, Eric Dyer, right? Big head, Eric Dyer, or hammer head, Eric Dyer. You're not closed in by him. Eric Dyer is the sports version of Maguire. That is just it. The difference is that Maguire's, Maguire costs a lot more than Eric Dyer. That's really the difference. If not, <laughs> Eric Dyer's inversion. Play well for some games, you know, then the, when his disaster comes to light, you will, you will be so frustrated. You only pull your hair out. Now, the goal around the squad, he needed to really take it properly and aim it so to beat the keeper so it was a good goal right from Ronaldo but not being closed down no other club would give him that space not being closed down Eric Dyer was putting his hand behind his back and I'm like listen he's not even in the penalty area he's outside the penalty area why not shift close and close him down and this is not the first time they're doing this nonsense I remember one game Sanchez has done this thing in Europa League game against um was it lask and then he was kneeling down i'm like close the guy down for gonna he let the guy curl the ball into the net and he scored 3-3 this was a game that sports should have or even could have won easily europa league game and then sport so it's let me not go back to this good pass but what i'm saying is, is that look at this game right and look at this right this is the second what you, you get from sports this is what you use what we are seeing play out at spurs with sports because looking at how they played on that day the defending was just calamitous and then Ronaldo scored scores a second goal you know quite easy goal I don't even know who played they played him on side very I'm like who sets their leg up like that who sets his leg up I mean it was offside at first you know then it was VR really on side look at this oh God, it was a disaster then the third goal who was with marking Romero and the funny thing was that when Maguire scored that on goal Romero was the one who screamed in his face right Maguire says and ran back and then he ended up losing his you know, it's it's just this the same. And listen, and a lot of fans are coming out and saying, "Oh, Conte is destroying the club." How is, how is he destroying the club? Destroying the club when a lot of you fans giving have given legendary status to players like Bale, Modric, um, Chetty Sheringham, right? These are players who, in quote, technically have by their actions because Bale's when Bale played at Spurs the first time forced a move to leave which i don't blame him for doing it right forced a move to leave right it's just a hypocrisy i'm pointing out the standard that is the club um modric too had to do something like that too teddy sheringham too so these are players you call legends at your club right and even when bill returned the second time he was also not applying himself a lot in certain games so when you look at all of this ask yourself a question are you not being a hypocrite here Okay, Conte is saying the problems that the club that we've been saying for years. You are the same ones who applaud Daniel Levy every time. When Daniel Levy has been responsible for a lot of the for this club being held back, and I just find it really odd that these people are not even seeing their hypocrisy. It's just really, really one of the shock. It's really quite shocking to me. Not, not it's really, really quite shocking to me. It's surprising. 
but it is what it is. You know, it's what it's what we get. We have to to suffer in the hands of these sports fans. In it, it's one of the things that we have to just suffer sadly in the hands of sports fans. Now, do I think? Do I think that um, uh, maybe Conte should have done it differently? I don't think so. I think he's right. Listen, there's no there's no point being soft in how you talk about the problems at sports because we've tried this for years. Oh, Pretino talked in code for a long time. Mourinho tried to be a bit diplomatic. I watched Conte, Conte was doing what I wish Mourinho would do, would have done. Burn the whole thing to the ground and just like not, not like when I mean when I burn the whole thing, I don't mean like literally. I mean say the harsh truths out there, which is what Conte is doing. And people are saying, oh, he's he's joining club. No man, sorry man, it's not. And I'm happy that he's saying it. I'm really happy. And then even after the game against, and Roy King was talking about it, right? Talking about how he go around the sports team, only Kane and so on. And, and like yes, you know, at some point, eh, I'm sure. Roy Keane has said something like that before. So even at this rate, it's always done a life sport. You don't really need to do any special thing. Just sit down there, look at it, and just say the same thing you said two years ago. And it's shocking that the ownership have not seen this problem and they've not even tried to fix it. Or they are seeing it and they're turning blind there. They're playing bird box on this because there's no way you can tell me that you are the experts and you're seeing this problem clearly. And the point is this, right? Next this summer, and a lot of fans. They just don't want to accept that they've been fooled for multiple times. How many times are we going to get uh, going to see this, right? We get promised a thing. This is what's going to happen. going to happen. The summer comes. Like I mentioned this moment, so I said, listen, this is how sports do their things, right? When the so when the when, during the season, you start hearing stuff like, oh, the manager will be giving a hundred and fifty million pound war chest in January. This is like maybe two or three months before the actual window opens, right? Oh, beginning of January, right? Fine. A month to go, without hearing reports, the money reduced. You see that that money will reduce to so like maybe 100 million pounds, right? When the window is doing like a day or a week to the window, without hearing things like, oh, um, the the, play, uh, the player is might just give that one million, but he needs to sell first, right? In the window proper, in the, in the, in, no, they like he needs to sell first, you know, but he has an extra money to add. In the window proper, they will say he needs to sell first to buy. It's what we're seeing again. Now this summer we're hearing reports again. Now we're hearing reports again. Oh, he's gonna be giving a hundred so amount of money, a, an extra amount of money as war chest in the summer, right? To spend on players. We hear this every time. This is what we hear now. Fast forward to the next the, when the window gets closer, you start hearing things like he needs to sell to buy. Sell to buy what? The draws at the club. I mean, who would take these guys? And if they, even if you want to sell them, the time to sell them has passed because there's always a period when you have to sell a player where you recoup as the maximum you can get from a player. See, Delhi Ali eh, should have been sold in 2018. I think I've said it before, 2018 or 2019. His stock was still high. You could have been able to get 50 or 60 million for him, right? Now you're getting a pay as you play. 11 million pounds that you don't you never know if you get that he has to get he has to make 12 appearances before you can get that money right sanchez how much you give us and you even get near 20 million pounds of sanchez the way it's looking dire don't get me excited on dire okay so if you look around that squad that squad can't really generate 100 million pounds if we're being real except you're going if you don't want to sell the big guns right the big guns is Ken and son right I'm probably I don't even think Loris is among the big guns because Loris is error sometimes can be really annoying and that's why most of the time I don't I don't I really tend to have issues with that. If you don't if you raise hundred million pounds in that squad, maybe remove the new guys, maybe Benza and Kulusevsky, right? Let's not put those guys in. If you go around that squad, you can't really lose hundred million pounds from that squad if you want to sell them. That's enough to okay, remember remove Romero too, because it's sort of new. That's to let you know that the squad is not as good as you are making it look one. Two, the hundred million pound stuff, it's the war chest thing sell to buy, it's rubbish. If they were good enough, you wouldn't even be struggling to sell them. 
you and now this and the, when will this club accept it? I said that they have to put that money and say take spend this money recklessly. That's what they have to do. The only way. Because all this sell to buy is not gonna work. And it's for, and the search is what we're gonna see this summer again. So you mentally prepare yourself for this every every window. And then you know we just see it as <laughs> just accepted like that. Yeah. No, and that's just it. Anyway, I've so much about sports. Um, United won. I hope the, the, since the sports gonna get top four, I want United to get it. And um, I want Arsenal to Arsenal and West Ham to magically lose somebody. Uh, nah, I'm sorry, man. It's, you get what you, you get what you put in because you, even if that happens, you don't expect. I don't even know if sports can t- capitalize. You know, that's the thing. It is what it is. We play against Brighton on Wednesday, and this is the thing. The sports fans, they don't know how to hold grudges. I said it before, I'll say it again. They don't know how to hold grudges. If you can hold grudges, they're sending players that no matter how they perform, the door is where they are where they are heading. Eric Dyer would play well. Eric Dyer played awful last weekend, right? He would play well against Brighton. Everybody would say, oh wow, welcome back. Because it's very likely we're gonna beat Brighton. Why? The win loss win I could be wrong, I'm just I'm joking here, but that's what you like you're gonna see, right? So yes, Eric Dyer is back. Oh let him play well against and you see if he plays against Brighton. Now when he plays well, this is why I said for a player to be good in my eyes, you have to play at a certain level for 15 to 20 games. Consecutively, not off and on. I'm talking about consecutively, like okay, this okay, this guy has turned the corner. This is his new standard. Not you play because anybody can have a good game in the day. If Texas Bramble, Paul McShane, these guys were clowns as, if, as defenders, right? We always make fun of them. But let's be real, they always had games where they were playing really well. I remember one Paul McShane game, um, sports Sunderland, right? And he, he he was the guy in that game. Texas Bramble has had good games too. For every Texas Bramble against, um, for for week for um for every title's bramble for Wigan I think it's Wigan against um West Brom the one goal in maybe he passed the ball to Lukaku is it Sunderland or Liverpool and Lukaku had a free pass to the net right for every of all those titles bramble moments even if you go back to the early thousands for Newcastle for every of all those titles bramble moments there are titles bramble games where he has played well that will be okay yeah he's played really well. you know that's the thing about this thing. this is the thing about below average players or average players they have good games. And they have too many bad games, and that's what you're having with sports. So every time you play like this, and Reguilon and Sessegnon, man, and people say, oh, Apple, yes, Sessegnon. No, two of them are bad. Let them be shipped out. I don't want to go over recruitment again. I don't, I don't want to go recruitment. I, I, I will do it in the future, but I don't want to go recruitment now. Let's just go to other games. Um, Leeds United versus Norwich City. Leeds winning that game 2-1. Norwich are in real big trouble. And um, um, Norwich had big trouble, right? And they are losing. They are losing left, right, and it's the funny thing is Norwich could go down and then they win the championship next and they come back up. So that parachute money is probably what they are getting. I don't know why they just don't want to kick on and try and stay in the league. But it's really annoying that they they do this. Anyways, Norwich the least for winning their game. Um, I'll be surprised if Leeds stay up though. Personally, I would be surprised because beating Norwich is more, not really a surprise. Everybody beats Norwich, so Norwich are like the whooping boys of the league. So nobody really expects. I mean, yes, but sports, sports can play against Norwich and struggle. That's the point about sports. So sports are the team that can do that. But <laughs> Leeds, see Norwich, yeah, it was kind of expected, you know, as long as they do their thing. I said when Norwich are very open. But Rafinha was good in that game. And um, Norwich, he was 1-1 at some point. Then Leeds scored the winner from Gerald, right? One of their academy products. Southampton versus Watford. Speaking of Watford, yeah, Watford won their game. And Everton in big trouble. So they're 11 points. Everton, I think I deserve that win. So one away at Southampton 2-1. And Brentford versus Burnley. Now Ericsson is who I want to. This is why I want to talk about the Ericsson, right? Spurs against United. Spurs brought on Harry Winks, right? So this is Spurs are chasing a game. And a lot of fans say, "Oh, Conte's substitution is bad." Yes, it was bad. I know it was bad. I agree. I actually have taken on Son, taken off Son, 
and brought in Bergwijn instead or Mora instead because Son was awful in that game, right? But wait, wait a minute. The the wings one is what I'm not I'm not understanding. Which other midfielder do we have to bring on? There's no crazy midfielder on the bench. So Ben Zako was quite poor in that game though. That's one thing we have to highlight. But Wings, look at but when you have that kind of moment with Ben Zako, you know, you can't bring on somebody else. You don't know who you can trust. If we have now look at Brentford, Ericsson had Ericsson's crosses in this first Ericsson will still improve this first side. Let that sink in. Let that freaking sink in. Ericsson will still improve this first side. Let that sink in into your head. Don't let me understand. Just understand. Man, it was just it was just annoying to watch. Now they won 2-0. Um, the two first two, I think two goals from Ivan Tony. The first cross from Ericsson and the second goal was from and that goal from Ericsson was quite recent of the one he used to feed Dele Ali and Kane a lot. Those kind of crosses. Ericsson will still be but listen, I wish Sports would not want to say okay, we want to go and buy Ericsson, send Ericsson back. But it looks like a cheaper option. Personally, I think Sports should try and get a younger attacking midfielder because Ericsson looks like a very short term. Even if you don't get Ericsson short term, still get another attacking midfielder, a proper one too. Please, but you know, sports are the cheap team. They want to use their sense for everything, and and they will, they want they want to, um, you know, you build a, a, a skyscraper on the budget of a bungalow, which is what the ownership want to try to do. And they were locked. They got away with it in the first, like from 2014 to 2019, and after 2019, everything fell apart. And now they have to really use the skyscraper's budget, and now they are struggling because they want to use it. They want to they want to reinvent the wheel. They want to do it again, which like you know, just like twice in <laughs> the same spots. <laughs> yeah. So West Ham also West Ham beating Aston Villa, Liverpool beating um, um, Brighton away. And again, my theory on Brighton continue. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> it's just a matter of time. One of my theories get proven right. It's just a matter of time. Matter of when and not if. You know, now Brighton again, they lost 2 0. Um, I think Sanchez would have gotten sent off for that, you know, Diaz. If it wasn't a goal, it would have been a red card and a penalty. But she had been a red card anyways, because he endangered Diaz, right? Diaz scored and Salah scored 2 0 penalty. And um, speaking of Salah, there's a contract situation he has currently. I think he's demanding for 425k a week. That's the report that we put are saying. There's no 425k a week. And now the reports came out that he's not going to renew his contract because um, ever, um, Liverpool and and Salah have not been able to agree a deal. So Salah is currently on 200k a week. And um, he wants more than that. You know, they want to get a new contract and his contract is so they want more than that. Now listen, I'm seeing some narratives going around that Salah is a is being greedy. No man, he's not being greedy. Are you serious? He's not being greedy. He's currently, I think if he's not the top player in Premier League, he's already he's about he will probably be if he's not already. He has scored 20 goals already. So it means every season he has been at Liverpool, he has scored at sorry at Liverpool, he has scored at least 20 goals every freaking season. He has scored 20 goals every season he has played at, at um, Liverpool. That is productive. You are, in, fact, in all competitions, you are sure of 30 goals from Salah. You are, in fact, that is a guarantee. 30 goals. And Liverpool fans are coming, oh, he should go. If he goes, you're not going to miss him. Are you serious? You're not going to miss 30 goals. Are you serious? You're not going to miss 30 goals at all. I'm sorry, listen. Even if Liverpool find a way, there's no way they will tell me that Salah losing Salah will not hit them. It will. You will lose the goal. Yeah, you might, you know, win the odd game and win the games you need to win. Yes, but you can't tell me you will not miss Salah. I'm not buying that crap from anybody. No way, I'm buying that crap. Utter crap. <laughs> so um, the is on phone. He wants and, and listen. My own is this right. I understand Liverpool's position. Everybody's just being selfish in this situation. Liverpool do not want a case where they give him the money he's asking for, and then the other players coming, players like Van Dijk, Allison, you know, the other. Big, the other guys, money coming and say, okay, we want more, we want more. He's earning because we're contributing about the same amount as him. You know, I get it, 
But I feel like they should have maybe I don't know how the negotiations work. Now Salah is sorry, Salah himself is looking for his last big paycheck before he retires because Salah is 30, right? So this is his last big paycheck. And he's, he's still playing as his he's at his peak of his powers, playing at the highest levels. Yes, yeah, so Salah will be not be short of suitors when he leaves. I'm telling you, this summer he's gonna get he's not gonna be short of suitors. That is a fact. His productivity is enough, Seth. If I anybody that is playing any team, as long as they will, they will make a space for him, you get me, especially on the right wing. Because especially for that position, I've observed that left players like Salah are quite rare. Let's be real. Because if you look around the world, they are more right footers than left footers, right? If I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm correct on this one. But most likely more right footers than left footers. So in football, the inverted winger role, playing on the left to cut inside with your right footed, there are more of that than more of the ones who play on the right to cut inside with their left foot. So this is why everything in Sal everything is stacking in Salah's favor in this particular situation here. In fact, I think Salah is probably is it the only left footed because Man is left, Man is right footed, Diaz is right footed, Jota is right footed. I think Minamino is it both footed. I think Man is with the but more of a stronger right footer. So Salah is probably the only good, if he's not the only one, he's probably the only good. Because I think Elliot is also right. So he's probably the only one. I hope I'm correct me if I'm wrong though, but I'm, it's probably the only one. So and he's good at it, right? And cut inside and yeah, he's good at it. So at other clubs he will have a role if he's to go to Bayern he would he'll go to Bayern very well it would work out for him he would go to Real Madrid because I mean let's be real right he would play at Real Madrid easily if he, if Madrid are interested that's the most likely will because Mbappe too is right footed so he's most likely going to play on the right or play through the middle so if you look at it there I don't know and for Salah's position the man, so look at why right, right I say when you call Salah greedy, I don't think you took anything into account. His contributions to Liverpool, the fact that he's, he's probably going to be the top scorer if, before he leaves or something. He's probably going to win the Golden Boot again. This this Golden Boot this this um this this um, when the season ends. So if you look at everything, I don't know. I don't. I think it's unfair to call him greedy, and I think it's also unfair, I think it's unfair. Both parties are trying to protect their interests. Now, Liverpool. I'm looking at this from another point of view. Eh? The question is: Is Liverpool would you have been able to come to compromise with him? Maybe like you want 425k. We can't give you 425k. How about 350k? How about 300k? You know, because Sterling, on, on that thing again, back to the, on the point of him, because Sterling's on 300k. If you look at his counterpart of other clubs, they are any more than him. I think Kante is about that amount. Sterling is about that amount. De Bruyne is on 280k. I think how much Rashford on? Is Rashford Pogba? Pogba is on 280 or something like that. So, look at all of this, right? Look around. Is players who contribute about, who, has very, who have that kind of importance to their clubs, they are among the top earners in the league. In, if you look at in that their team, so and when even Sterling is not even among the top contributors in Man City. Yeah, okay, yeah, his goal scoring record is good, but he's not really the guy. He gets more of the brainer. So like, I'm wondering to myself, like, look at Salah. I mean, Salah deserves the money. Mainly, I understand Liverpool don't want to pay. Liverpool have the money to pay, in my opinion. And I understand about football fans. Oh, this. I'm like, listen. At some point, football fans, you have to understand that it's not your money. The money is not coming to your pocket. Let the club spend the money. Yes, you say. Oh, I some, somebody said, I don't think some players, any player deserves more than 180. No, you don't get to say that because if you don't get that money, the owner of the club will take all the money home. So it's be, it's better that the players who do the dirty work earn that money. There was a problem with the salary cap, and it was the owners taking all the money, and then. Someone fight for it, fought for it. I've forgotten his name. I think um forgotten his name though. Um forgotten his name. I I really forgotten his name. But rest is um rest is so I think it's Eric Dyer's grandfather or Dyer's I think it's Eric Dyer, I don't know, but he died back in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. I can't remember the year. But it was I think it was one of the ones who fought for the wage cap to be taken off. Right? So if we are seen now with um with Chelsea, sorry with um Everton 
sorry, I'm missing up the club, sorry. With Salah, I think it's a good, it's, it's okay to offer him that amount. If you, if, you, if it's clear he, he wants a cinema and Liverpool don't, okay, fine, everybody shakes their hands and move on. You know, it, it is what it is, let's just accept it. Now, Liverpool could, with a good recruitment, they could go out and get somebody in to do the job, but I don't know if they will be able to do it like Salah, because Salah was an instant hit, and someone like that is really good. So I don't know if they would have said, okay, we're going to offer you 300k or 350k and then we're going to give you performance um, bonuses. I don't know if they would have done it like that. I hope, I don't know if they would have done it like that, but it looks, for me, I think they should have done it like that. I don't know if they would have, you know, it depends, you know, but it is what it is. Anyways, um, I think that's for the, that's the, there's a game tonight, Man City versus Crystal Palace. Um, by the time today's game, um, so I think, the, and Man City actually, Crystal Palace actually Man City's bogey side if you think about it though. Because I think the year when Man City were 100 points, right, who beat them at home was Crystal Palace. The year when they won, multiple times when they won, I think Crystal Palace used to always beat them a lot, right? So I don't know if they were going to do it this time. They did, I think Crystal Palace gave them a game in the first in the first leg at Sellers Park. So they're going to the Etihad Stadium. I think Crystal Palace tend to really do well there. So we'll see how it goes. It's quite interesting to see how that game will play out. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's go. Let's uh, uh, We're done with the reviews. Let's go to our big story. Um, the Abramovich situation. We'll give an updates on that situation. And um, I'll catch you on that. Okay, a big story to For any way it's looking, I don't think we're gonna waste a lot of time on this because um, we was well, looking an update on the Abramovich situation. Abramovich, um, now reports are also coming out. Now, last last time I shared the news, I shared that listen, um, they've been closed, they've been preparing from selling their club, you know, because they can't make any profit off it, right? And all that things. So there's a lot of things happened over the weekend. So check out the last episode if you probably missed it. But let me just give a quick recap. You know, I said Abramovich. Um, has not been allowed to sell the club, so it's probably removed from the ownership of the club. And if he doesn't, he has to sell. If he sells, he, he they're not allowed to make profit off it. It's a very weird situation. And then it also led to other persons being um, suspended, other Russian um, prominent figures also being um, punished too, as Abramovich too. Now, um, other news also was this, right? When they played against uh, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle after the game, Tuchel was asked about it because remember I said in the last episode. They're not allowed to spend more than 20k away and they're going to Lille. And so he was asked, you know, what do you think about it? And he said, okay, we have a plane. If we can, they're not allowed to spend more than 20k, don't forget that. We have a plane. If we do not have a plane, um, we'll ride, we'll take a bus. If we don't take a bus, we'll take a train. If we can't take a train, I'll ride my, I'll ride German Twitter, German Twitter bus myself. You know, that kind of thing is quite, quite funny. I think they will find a way. But it's, I even watched his interview with Sky Sports and he said the uncertainty of the situation because they asked him about how the ownership and everything. The scenario situation is exactly what is you know weird here because if now a week ago or, or two ago right we heard Abramovich was not going to sell the club a week later he wants to sell the club and now oh the club so nobody knows what's going to happen and the history of Chelsea right Chelsea look like they'll find a way to wiggle out of this thing and, and that, I'm just enjoying the moment right I'm just enjoying the misery their misery but they will most likely wiggle out of this thing that's why it annoys me so much so that I really have to milk as much as I can from this their demise. <laughs> Okay, so um, they are going against Lille against Lille next weekend. And after the game, and remember when I mentioned that Tuchel, I'm sorry, um, how he was asked about the Saudi Arabia game, and why it's interesting is this: there's there's a report of a takeover um, from on Chelsea right from a Saudi-led group. This is why I wanted to really talk about this episode. Right, so the possible Saudi takeover is some Saudi media. Um, 
SMC, Saudi Media, Con- Saudi Media Consortium, right? Now they're not linked to they're not linked with Newcastle um, ownership. They're not linked with the royal family. So they are also like I think it's been spearheaded by Mohammed Al Kareji. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. And um, yeah, it's one spearheading the bid. And he's the CEO of a parent company called um, Engineer Holding Group. Now that company was founded by his father. So he's a billion. I think it's about the 1.5 billion dollars or something. So. Uh, 1.5 billion dollars. I think that's what it's worth or something like around that range. And the thing is this, right? It's whether I think it's really going to partner with other people to form it. And they're talking about whether they are going to agree to sell. Premier League will sanction such a move. It's like the government looking at how they would um, look at the shady record. But these guys are more of a private um, entity than you know this than a government but but the news is still the same you know apparently this is just a report that came out um nisa kinsella of go.com is chelsea's um correspondent for go.com he's one that reported this takeover and listen you know maybe we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes but i don't i don't really know what's his stand this is only few of them that have really put out this news out i think him i think matt d law matt law did put out a report like this but looking at this i think this is probably what we will get to we just hear news here and there but there's no official uh, reporting on that you know, on, on on this one and another thing again is the recusion and why this one's interesting was the 81 81 um execution serial right and other things right now the Premier League lo- I said it before I will say it again they apparently lost the right to the moral the right to be very moral to act like the moral um, figure or something like that the Premier League lost that right like for some time now because for, for being real with ourselves you know they accepted the into the league and now you accepted Mansour now you accepted um, um, the Saudis into the league right at that point, it's literally dirty at this already. And even, and even when he played Newcastle, this guy, it's, te- it's technically dirty already, right? So trying to be clean and trying to clean up everything, you know, it's sort of too late. You know, they should have thought about this before, back in 2003 or 2002 when they let him take over. They should have thought about all this before and let him throw money around. They should have thought about all these things before. But, you know, in the long run, probably they probably were short-sighted. And, and the thing is, I don't know why many people are short-sighted. If you sit down and connect the dots, you know what's going to happen. There's things that are so easily predictable. And this is what you've seen. You know, and the open is, and it's just what we're gonna get. So, the average situation here for me, I, I don't, I personally, even if I'm enjoying Chelsea's misery, I don't really know if I would like the thing just screams hypocrisy here. You know, it doesn't really, it's not, it's not really making sense. So, much are not making sense here. If you tell me that you're gonna punish Abramovich, right, for this and this and that, for all of this, and then there's the Saudis, right, who own Newcastle. So, what is that? Listen, okay, let me just say this, right, I don't really know. How I feel about this whole thing, right? Although it's it's a bit unfair, but then again, Chelsea fans celebrated the fact that oh, all these years they were winning stuff, you know. So it's more of all those things they have to take on the gene. Again, I would say it is the uncertainty around the situation that is very, very, um, that's very, very um, weird. And the uncertainty makes me believe that Chelsea might find a way out of this because they tend to do it. And remember the transfer ban where they ended up, they still ended up signing. Uh, um, Kovacic, despite the transfer, but so it's it's they have a way around this guy. I don't know how they do it, but it's just one of those things that will probably happen, <laughs> yeah. And um, speaking of um, speaking of Chelsea, um, also their own sponsorship three 
three three is a, i think a, a data um, company right wi-fi you know data internet service company right so they're sponsoring chelsea right chelsea still wore three sponsorship right and then the reactions from this even at the time i missed the whole thing just they did suspend chelsea and listen so then it's partnership with chelsea but this is why it's quite funny the reaction from chelsea fans is quite funny it's a bit funny because look at this right Chelsea fans are going, oh, we're going to boycott them. Oh, yeah, they're reporting their trust on trust pilot also. They're reporting them, downvoting them on trust pilot. But this is why this thing is a bit funny. <laughs> I saw a video where one guy was crushing his, um, his um, router, right? His three router that he got from them. Why is it funny? This is why it's funny. So you're telling me now that you've ended up paying Amazon money, right, to them. And I think they said, and the way they, I think the way the guy bought it, I think he's gonna say pay off the debt, the, 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 the complete payment of the decoder. So your internet, has you're gonna screw up your internet in the house because you want to make a statement on the internet. You're gonna get some likes and some tweets, retweets. And if video is, oh, he's filmed it and he's, he's stepped on it. Like, this is this is a this is a joke, right? <laughs> it was just too funny to watch. I don't know what's wrong with this food. Like they just to look like that. Anyways, um. And there's not much on this big story, there's not much updates. Um, the update is this, right? Abramovich situation is still the way it is, but this is reports that came out of it that listen, um, there's gonna be a takeover. We'll get more reports on that as time goes on. Um, I hope the takeover doesn't happen. I hope nothing good ever happens to Chelsea. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't like Chelsea, so it's never been a, it's an open secret. <laughs> I hope nothing good happens to them. I hope this whole thing burns them, and I hope they, they, they crumble. <laughs> Oh god, a lot of them tend, they love the, the Chelsea fans, they really enjoyed the sports loss last weekend, they really enjoyed it and they were coming at me from every place man, they were really sending me messages every day, all my friends were <laughs> oh my god, as well, um, I think we're coming to this episode, um, I really thank you guys for listening and um, I'll see you guys on Thursday and hopefully there'll be more reports, more good news, depending on which side you sit on, good news for me is you know, Chelsea not being able to sell their club and Chelsea having more problems, the good news for you that could be a Chelsea fan is probably Chelsea can have this Whichever way, uh, may the best good news win. (laughs) Bye-bye.